When I was younger, apparently I had a, something called a retinal detachment where your retina detaches from your actual eye. It got worse and worse. None of the doctors, opticians ever picked up on it. So I call myself the essentially the one-eyed designer. This is Ahmad and you are listening to the Think Ultimate Podcast. Today we have Kiki Bohr with us. Kiki is a brand strategist who helps businesses to formulate a positive impact, actionable brand plan through creative, engaging workshops. He also runs his own branding and design agency, a former VP of a successful startup and a big business thinker. Kiki is on a mission to build 1,000 positive impact brands. So let's welcome our today's guest, Kiki Bohr. Kiki, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you for the amazing introduction. I really appreciate that. I think um, I, I, the one thing that I always, anytime I'm on a podcast, right, the one thing I always want to say is just a massively appreciative of people reaching out like yourself, right? Um, I feel humble, to be honest with you, that you find it interesting to talk to me. So thank you so much for having me on the show. I re- I'm excited for this. I'm thrilled. I'm happy to share whatever it is that you want to know. So um, thank you for inviting me, firstly. <laughs> I'm also glad you came. So let's jump on to the question right away. Uh, tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't. Oh, well, actually, I've, I've got a post about this on my Instagram, and I think I, I'm going to I'm gonna cheat here and use the exactly same thing, right? Um, no what something most people don't most people don't know about me is I actually only have um i have about 25 percent vision in my right eye so in my right eye i can only see peripherally i can only see around i can't so if i close this eye i can't see my laptop screen but my water bottle is on the side here i can see that i can see around so i call myself the essentially the one eye designer right so i can't i only design with one eye essentially um i had a when i was Younger, apparently I had a, something called a retinal detachment where your retina detaches from your actual eye. It got worse and worse. None of the doctors, opticians ever picked up on it. It got to when I was like, I think 21, 22. And they said, look, we're going to have to do your operation. And they said, you might lose some of your sight. But, you know, if you don't do the operation, you could completely lose 100% of it. So at least we can, um, you know, um, we can recover some of it, if not all of it. Uh, I was a bit worried because I could see fine through my right eye. But now all of a sudden that I'm now sort of blind. So not in a sad story because it's a good thing because obviously it's uh, taught me to appreciate life. You know, I look at things in a very different light now. Um, I value the sight, the, the, the you know, the value of vision of being able to see. I know that for someone that who who is able to see to have that sort of issue. I mean, some people have it worse. Some people actually go to full blindness. So obviously, God willing, that thankfully at my my left eye seems to be completely fine, although I always check up on it. But um, it's a good thing, you know, it reminds me of a good thing. So that's one thing not many people know about me. And uh, I don't share that much, actually, because for me now, it's a normal thing. I don't wake up every day and be like, oh, I can't really see out of my right, right eye. I just, just, I'm used to it now. I'm used to the way things look and stuff. So, yeah, there's something different. <laughs> so, so you have shared some inspirational story of yours with us. And I hope many people who are listening to this episode would get inspired from you and uh, how you have built your mindset to not focus on the disabilities, but on the bright things. Indeed, definitely. So I would love to ask you, how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug? 
Oh, the entrepreneurial bug. Okay, I got confused because yeah. I didn't hear in the term. <laughs> okay, so that so I you see, okay first what the one thing I I don't necessarily consider myself a necessarily an entrepreneur, and I think this is different for different people depending on your definition. I worked in a startup before, right, and I saw my boss, my CEO. When I looked at him, I said, "Wow, that's an entrepreneur." Like I like for me. Again, everyone has their own definition, but for me personally, entrepreneur is someone who like goes out the way and starts something completely like, you know, really is really brave, puts a lot of risk into it, you know, risks a lot of stuff and does something to create something phenomenal. In my eyes, that's an entrepreneur. Now, for my for me personally, I'm more of a I'm a business owner. So like, you know, I own a business, but I'm also someone who's now building a personal brand. So, but still to answer your question, how did I get into that whole space? Because obviously I don't work for anyone. I work for myself and how I got into that whole space. I, it started from my left, I I left college or we call it sixth form here before university, the the two years of study before university. Um, I left that um, deciding not to go university. So I completed the two years of college. But I decided not to go to university. Um, reason why is because I just looked at all of the courses and all the education, and it just didn't fit what I wanted to do. There was no clear vision for me to say, "Yeah, I want to do this." I want the only the only one thing that I was sort of thinking about was computer science. But even then, I didn't have a of big interest in it. So in my eyes, you know, I'm I've always been a person who's who likes clarity i want if i'm going to do something i need to know why i'm doing it and what the result of that would be and a lot of my friends were just going to university because there was nothing else to do at that age so for me it was like i was a bit i don't know some people say i was a bit older like i was thinking a bit like an older person but for me i was like look i don't want to waste my time i don't want to waste my life for me like three years is a big amount of time you know it's like it's so much can happen so yeah, so I I decided to go a route which obviously, being you know from a uh, culture we both understand, most of our parents always say go you know go to university, do your education, which I is completely understandable. We understand why they say that, but it wasn't you know my family didn't necessarily agree with it or accept that that was a good thing. But for me, I just knew inside that look this is not for me. I, I just have to listen to everyone. I have to take it. It's my decision. That's a consequence of one of my decisions. No worries. So I took the decision. I then decided, I said, I was still confused. I was like, okay, what the, What am I going to do? I have no idea. So I just started doing some research. Like I knew one thing I liked was business. I've done quite a lot of business stuff in college. I done a program, which I won and stuff. So I know business was something that I really liked, but what is it in business I can get involved in? After doing some research and reading a few books, I, I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Not sure if you've heard of that, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, yeah. Um, great book. Yeah, great, great book. It explains like the quadrants and stuff and how people are self-employed employers or business owners or I don't know what the other one is. I forgot the other. Yeah. Anyways, um, I read that book and then I got interested in property. I thought actually real estate and property might be a good thing to get into because I just saw it as a young guy. What do all rich people do? They get involved in property. So I'm going to get involved in property, yeah. real estate. So I did a course. It was about a two-year course. It cost the same amount of 
as much as money as university did to be honest so in my eyes that was like that's like my university basically i learned there but the difference is i got it i got involved and around people that actually owned businesses they actually had property businesses they were running businesses day in day out they were making business decisions right and there's a very big difference between doing business at university versus doing business in real life university will teach you about employment taxes like all the little things in between which actually if you look at it unless you have a unless you built a business already those things don't actually matter right the most important part of learning a business is starting a business and then yeah and the experience and then making it survive because most businesses you know shut shut in the first you know um in the first couple of years or so so i thought that this is the best environment for me to try and talk to people network in this course because there's obviously people here that build businesses and no businesses so that was the best thing for me so what i did is i got i got uh in the courses i just got uh talking to people networking and i figured actually that one thing that a lot of them were asking for were logo design so no there was no one in the group to give logo designs for their company so they all these all these are real estate investors they all have real estate companies they're either building their company or they're scaling and growing so the first thing obviously every company thinks is i need a logo you know i need a design and actually i had a passion for design since high school since like uh since i was 13 years old i learned photoshop so design was one thing that i've always had an interest in i never did it in a uh academic sense or didn't i didn't get education on design but it was all for personal experience so i was always using photoshop then i was using illustrator so i thought actually i've done i've done logo designs before different projects that why can't i do it for these companies i'm sure and obviously i could make some money on the side as well so that's where it all started it was like I started, obviously, it started from charging $20 to, like, charging $50, what, £50, and then £100 to £200. And then two years down the line, I was charging nearly £500 for just a logo design, basically, which was going well. So it was, it was good pocket money for me, you know, good good uh, uh, side money for me to make. After doing that, I got called into a startup company. Um, that's when things got very serious. and. I got that role because of my course, that course that I did, because I got a role in as a vice, well, I was an assistant vice president first um, as for real estate. So I was negotiating a lot of the big deals with the companies. um, And it was one of the startups that actually went successful. So that's why I call it a successful startup, because as we know, most startups actually go bust, right? So it was a successful startup. And then I was there for about two years. On the end of that, the second year, we got called to Toronto, Canada for four months for something called an incubator program, which is essentially a very private program, big companies uh, run to not only invest in that company, but also to get their product and their their company to a very commercial level so they can start making good money. And they own, these companies only choose com- like those big companies only choose company, startup companies they think have a very good idea. So, you know, maybe around, I think, 1,000 to 3,000 companies apply to this program and only 10 get in. And we were part of the 10. So you can imagine how prestigious it is. And being there for four months, I just got coached and mentored and, and just trained by some of the biggest business like minds in the world, which is where a lot of my 
business and strategy experience happened, right? After that happened, I decided, okay, um, I'm going to go and do something myself because the startup started to become a bit of a job now. Like startup is exciting, but when the startup starts being successful and it becomes a job, it becomes boring. You know, you like the energy. Yeah, you know, I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to do my own thing now. So, what I decided is, I had a lot of real estate experience. Design was still going on. There was consistency in design. I thought, why don't I merge those two worlds together? Design, which is my massive passion, and real estate, which is the business side. What I've learned now, right? Combine those into okay. making an agency, a design agency for the real estate company, based the real yes. estate uh, companies. So that's what I did. And I run that for four years. And it was every year we doubled growth. It was fantastic. And January this year, this is the fifth year. Uh, I think December is our five-year anniversary this next month. Um, Jan- but January this year, we decided to shift our focus away from real estate clients now to positive impact, sustainable brands. So companies that have more of a conscious impact on the environment on social uh, issues you know on even economic issues and stuff but are focusing on a positive impact and leaving a positive impact on the world by building their brands um so i chose to move away from real estate because i just personally felt my my values didn't align with what real estate most real estate companies values were and obviously to truth be told all they want to do is make profit you know they don't they just want to make money and it's yeah. making money is not bad it's it's a good thing making everyone needs to make money but you can also make money and still have a good impact right you don't have to do it at the expense of somebody else's livelihood or etc cetera, etc cetera, right so long winded but that's essentially my sort of story how i got and now i'm running my again still run still run the same agency just we have a different focus for clients now um and actually i touched on i'm building a personal brand a lot more now so the kiki board brand um which is mainly focused on strategy for brands you know the thinking side of building a brand so normally people think when i'm built, when i'm branding something i go straight to the logos and the design and stuff but actually before you do any of that there's a thinking side first it's like what's our strategy yeah. you know what 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 is it we're trying to build so i help companies do that mainly and then my agency handles everything from design to web design development and etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's how i got the entrepreneurial bug <laughs> in that way okay so you have explained full story from how your journey started and how you came along with it yeah so as everyone is dealing some difficulties in the business what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing so right now i think currently facing um okay i would say what i was facing not long ago because currently we're not facing too many difficulties because we're building something new but just not not long ago this is what we were facing and to be honest yeah this is relevant um currently we were facing there was a very big gap in the market um in terms of understanding the value of something like strat everybody values branding but not everybody values strategy and that's not because they don't value it full stop it's because they don't actually have the education about how yeah. valuable strategy is right and I, i'm obviously talking about a certain type of brand here i'm talking about medium sized to large sized companies right small startup brands um 
I advise them, I've actually got something coming for them as well, but I advise them to just get a brand plan in place. You don't have to have a full strategy because the truth is when you're a small startup brand, in one or two years, if your brand is still going, things change very quickly. What you started off doing at the beginning is not necessarily what you will do in two years' time because you get experience and you say, yeah. actually, we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave that stuff, we're gonna do new stuff. So if you did strategy right at the beginning, you did this massive strategy, invested loads of money into it, it's gonna be worthless by the if I'm telling you the truth, by two years later. So you've got to do it later down the line. So when I'm talking about they don't understand strategy properly, I'm talking about medium-sized to larger-sized businesses for, for the problem that we used to have before. Because that's the kind of people that we're working with in the real estate uh, uh, aspect, right? And I thought, that, okay, if there is an issue that they don't understand how valuable this thing is, um, we either, we've got two options right either we try to educate the audience in terms of providing information uh, through content through webinars through podcasts through you know events and workshops and seminars whatever or we just say forget that and just look for clients that only understand what we're trying to do so that was a big problem that we were facing in deciding which one is it that we're going to do which one which option should we choose and actually what we ended up deciding is a hybrid model, which is the solution that we're working on now. And what I mean by a hybrid model is we're not going to shout in everyone's face or be in everyone's face, teach them about strategy. We'll do enough to, so if you follow me on Instagram, you see I post content, right? Personal content, which explains the value and breaks down the value of strategy, where it comes, where it, where you can implement it, the, the difference it makes in your brand. So I will explain things about that, which are called education pieces. So I post those kind of things to inform, to educate, right? Um, and then on top of that, at the same time, we're still, the clients that we're choosing to work with are still predominantly clients that already have a brand in place, which means they already have a preconceived understanding um, or, or value at least of, of a brand and building a brand and how, how important it is to keep things strategized. So we're doing a bit of both. But at the moment, I'm actually working on, uh, not working on quite close to finishing it now, um, a workshop style for small businesses and also medium-sized and large-sized businesses. And they're going to be online and in-person workshops of both. And um, the point of the workshops is to essentially help the small, medium, and large size, wherever they are at their position right now, to help them to come up with a very actionable, clear brand strategy plan so they can actually work on that, right? And also if markets change and adapt, they can also adapt their strategy as well. And I'm working on that more so for the small and medium brands, that part of the market really needs help. And that's what people are looking for. I mean, if we talk about like, like I was saying, not many startups, I think of startups that are successful, I think in the first two years, only 5% or something actually are survive. That's a very small number. But how do we build that number up is by educating brands and companies and business owners on how they can build their brand properly and successfully. Every business that becomes a, a big business tomorrow started off as a small business today right so it's like how how are we improving the chances of those companies and those brands you know um actually being successful is by having strategy there but the only 
thing they can do, uh, the only thing they can understand about strategy, if there's something like a workshop or some sort of style, something there that they can, you know, take on board. So that's the solution we're working on now. So just as a recap, we identified the problem about six, seven months ago. We're now working on the solution to do that. And um, yeah, so I'm in the middle of that. I think December, we'll be announcing it at the beginning of December when the first workshops will be. So yeah. <laughs> And we only waiting for that. So mm-hmm. let's jump on to the next question. What is your favorite quotation? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a statement instead of a quotation because I think this one statement has changed my life, right? Um in the last even in the last year, if I'm honest with you. Um if you want to achieve anything in your life, right? If you want to achieve whether it's career whether it's your personal the very first thing we all start with or we need to start with is belief that's the first thing right what belief does is it gives us uh some sort of clarity in understanding that okay this is what i want to achieve but it's, it's an acknowledgement so let's say that you know i want to start a company today i've got a belief that i can make a difference right in in solving whatever solution i want to bring to the market so it starts with a belief what that belief does is it leads you to go towards action you start taking action right now this is where a lot of people stop because people will start a podcast, start a brand, start anything. They'll take the action the first year or so. And then what happens is they don't get the third thing, which is a result, right? And because they don't get the result, they stay stuck on action and then they fall off. Now, this is called a power triangle statement. So it starts off with belief. Then on this side, you have action and then you have results and it repeats itself. Belief, action, results. Belief, action, results. So if you ever find yourself stuck in a situation in life, you feel stuck, you feel helpless, you feel like you know things aren't going your way, you always remind yourself that it starts with the belief first. Your belief is going to enable you to take action. Your action is going to enable you to get results. And the cycle repeats itself. Because what happens is, let's say, again, an example of a business, a business, a founder believes he can change something. He starts to take the action. Five years down, he changes it. And then now all of a sudden, there's another problem. He's got the belief to solve that problem. And then it just keeps repeating. And this statement is super powerful for me because like, it's it's just, it's just everything, like anything and everything in life. And I think a lot of us going through so many different problems, like, as I said, life problems, career problems, uh, whatever problems it is, right? Um, you implement and you utilize and you remember that statement that belief leads to action leads to result. And then things will, you know, it will give you that confidence to say, I'm on the right way. You know, I'm right. I'm, I'm, I know I've got, I know I've got this. I understand this, sorry. And I know I've got the um, power in me to take the action and the results will come. Right. I'm, I'm formulating the working on the right formula. The other the other thing, actually, I will mention, I don't this is most probably a quote, but this is my, you know, just version of it in my head. Um, I firmly believe that. Things all happen for a reason and they happen for a good reason, even if it's a bad thing. And I know a lot of bad things happen in the world. And, you know, it's sometimes some things are very hard to see. I mean, you just got to turn the TV yeah. on and put the news on and you see a hundred bad things happen in the world, right? 
natural disaster, environmental crisis, you know, people's homes being ruined, you know, wars going on, etc. Right. But I genuinely believe that there are reasonings behind and you know whether you believe in god or whether you don't believe in god or whatever it is uh, if you could just believe in the power of nature whatever it is i genuinely do believe there's a reason behind why something happens and if something causes you pain today um i've always realized in the future that actually there was a reason behind something happened and you know like even something as silly as you get frustrated because your train gets cancelled going into, you know, uh, your meeting that you're meant to have with an important client. You get frustrated, you get angry, whatever. But something else happened along the way, which it actually saved you from, right? Like, you know, God forbid the train, you know, the in front had a big fire or something and you were away in safety. Like you just don't, you just, I mean, that's a very basic example, but you just don't know you know at that time when you're feeling the pain what you're what else you're being saved from and having that perspective and again this most probably is define a much better easy simple quote i just did it a long way but um you can most probably find it on google or something but that you know changed my perspective on a lot of things in life it's like you know bad things can happen and things can go wrong go bad not the way you want them to and actually most of the times when we think bad things happen. It's just because it just didn't go the way we wanted it to, right? It's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be, obviously, again, bad things can happen. But most of the times when we're living in our homes and doing our things day to day, we go, oh man, that was a bad thing that happened. But that's because we had a presumed different outcome, right? Yeah. So I would say those, those again, not necessarily quotes, but statements. So and I should reiterate the first one. Like, it's just so massive. I've got it. I'm not in my office room at the moment, but um, I'll send you a picture of it after. I've got a, no, just a massive poster of it. Massive poster of it. It's a, the power triangle of belief, action, results, belief, action, results. So anytime I feel like, man, the business is not going well, work is not going well, I'd look at that and be like, look, you got the belief, you're taking the action, the result will come, right? Simple. So, yeah. <laughs> Now or later, the result is will come. It's like yes. uh, written when you start taking action consistently, the results will automatically come. Just you have to be come. consistent. Exactly. With yeah, you, exactly. So, that, that's a perfect thing that you said. Consistency, like it's just and and if anything, that is what the biggest thing about that triangle is: is that you can only get those results if you've got the consistency in those actions. Right? It's not you just do two weeks of action you know you've got to do two three i mean look four i mean four four five years in this agency i'm not we're not uh you know we're not in the hundreds of thousands of pounds yet right we're getting closer to to getting to those levels but um we're growing at a rate i can see that there is growth because there's consistency there right i'm not getting phased by people on social media building multi-billion dollar million dollar businesses and stuff i'm focusing on my level but at the same time it's like i know that if if we are going to achieve anything like you said consistency right in that action so yeah so guys this was all from today's meeting hope it impacted you positively so this was katie boss thank you for joining us and uh, giving us some really awesome tips hope it will help uh, a lot of people out there Thank you for joining, Gigi. Awesome.
Thank you so much. Thank Again, you. as I said, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. And anybody who wants to reach out questions, whatever, um, my DMs are open. I voice note everyone. So feel free. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay.